1: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jordan Hill. With me, as always, is Rusty Mansell. Rusty, a very special Friday morning, man. High school football is back. How are you feeling getting ready for a big Friday night?
0: God, 6th uh, or 7th grade, Rusty would be just through the roof right now, uh, thinking I'm going to be on TV for probably about 9 hours a day. But 49-year-old Rusty is not ecstatic. It's going to be a long one
1: gonna be along with it man i'm sure you're just as excited last yeah, night yeah. when when uh, i got back from the football complex after doing interviews man i had nfhs pulled up i was looking at who all was playing i'm excited it's it's, just a, it's an exciting time of year high school football gets started and then you know about a week from now we're gonna have college football games and then week after that we'll see georgia back on the field
0: i mean i just saw a thing today it says vanderbilt plays hawaii next saturday night at 10 30. So, I mean, that's that's exciting. Good friend of mine, you know, Barton Simmons is the general manager there in Nashville. So, look forward to an SEC team um, eight days away from playing college football.
1: It's going to be here before you know it. Well, let's uh, jump right into it, Rusty. It's been a busy August for Georgia. They passed what was essentially the halfway mark of fall camp on Thursday. We had a chance to talk to a few players after that. So, I mean, essentially – uh, you know they're they're working down what is left of fall camp. A lot to talk about, a lot to discuss, and, and we can break down uh, various parts of what we've seen, what we've heard. Um, but I'll start with you, Rusty. What what have been some of the takeaways from what you've heard and and what you've been uh, hearing around the program about how fall camp has gone? Uh, you know, particularly anyone who you feel like has really stood out uh, as Georgia, you know, continues working, getting ready for that September third game against Oregon.
0: Uh, one thing I think the school start Monday, Jordan, Is that when I, I think it actually started on Wednesday if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. So the, the guys are now out of the, the, the hotel and they're back into the 20 hour, you know, quote unquote 20 hour week. So, you know, so if you use the term camp, that's kind of over with George is now into normal practices and normal season procedure type things. And, uh, which is crazy. Oregon doesn't start school. I think September 27th, 28th, which is uh, unreal this day and age. So. Uh, we'll see, we'll see how that goes into this game, but I think, you know, talking to a lot of people and, um, you know, the, the kind of vibe around, uh, the university of Georgia, I think the, the continued vibe is the way Kirby Smart has changed this roster, how different Georgia looks, you know, they lost what the most NFL draft picks in the history of the NFL draft, I think. And, um, they got some good looking dudes still now they got to replace some guys, a lot of experience, a lot of, uh, you know time on the field leaders those types of things but like physical bodies length size large humans man georgia georgia looks the part for sure i think darnell washington's the guy that i continue to hear you know a lot of buzz about um you know this is his third year there he's trying to stay healthy uh, everything looks good from what i'm hearing had a couple big plays um last week in the scrimmage and tracks and defenders 10 15 yards just trying to get him down but You know, the kind of vibe on that is this guy, this guy is a one percentile type. You know, he's six foot seven, 272 pounds. He's got an 83 and a half inch wingspan, 10 and a half inch. And I mean, this guy, there's not many like him. So I think, you know, Brock Bowers is certainly worthy of every ounce of attention he gets. Uh, Eric Gilbert created some buzz this spring when Darnell was not in. But I think people what don't understand the the day to day X and O value of Darnell Washington is the ability to attach to the line of scrimmage and block. You know he's almost an NFL tackle. I mean he's also a college football size tackle. You know, and so you can put him on the edge against a guy like Will Anderson and try to help uh, in those situations, and uh, and also become a pass, uh, you know, a weapon in the pass game and. If Darnell Washington continues at this pace to take the step, I think he's taking, man, he is going to be absolutely invaluable for Georgia uh, to, to take some of that off of Brock Bowers and attention. Uh, and when they go 12 personnel, even when they go 13 personnel with Eric Gilbert at some point, uh, Georgia is going to be a handful to deal with uh, schematic wise or those big athletic tight ends.
1: I was really struck we got a chance to talk to Brock Bowers on Tuesday, which was the first time he's been made available since he's been at Georgia. And someone asked about Darnell. And, uh, I mean, you look at Brock and, I mean, he, you know, he doesn't quite have the size of a Darnell. He's like, yeah, I'll be out, you know, lined up out there. And I look up and I'm looking up at Darnell like, man, that is a like big old dude. <laughs> so, to hear a guy as productive as Brock was, obviously, uh, you know, I think, you know, especially with the way Eric plays. See, and so- it
0: surprises you the size of Bowers, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: you know, that was the first time I... Not
0: that big. I mean... No,
1: No, that was the very first time, you know, obviously since I came on in February that I've talked to him and I was sort of, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, that's Brock that was walking over there for us to talk to. But that just speaks to how productive he was last season. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, I think we kind of, uh, everybody was a little bit guilty of forgetting about Darnell by the fact that he didn't get to go through spring. Correct. And obviously we we know what Brock did and, and we know what Eric was able to do in the spring, but this guy was a five star. I mean, this guy was, you know, obviously a very talented guy when he got to Georgia and has just sort of dealt with injuries the last few years. Um, but you could see that he's got a very big opportunity ahead of him. And, uh, and, you know, again, I'm struck by what uh, Kirby said when fall camp opened, you know, I had asked him about Kyris Jackson, and he kind of turned it and was talking about the receivers in general. Was like these receivers aren't just competing against the other receivers. He's like they're competing against these tight ends. That's right. There's there's opportunity to get those guys on the field, and and uh, you hear the buzz around Darnell. You can't really blame uh, Kirby and Todd Monk and the rest of that staff, Todd Hartley as well, from you know seeing these guys and saying, hey, this may be our best shot. Um, and these may be the guys we need to get on the field if we want to make big plays.
0: Oscar Delp. I mean, you know, everything I hear about Oscar Delp, he, he's, he's holding his own. He had two touchdowns last week in the spring game, kind of, you know, with, running with the threes. But um, this is a kid that's extremely athletic. He doesn't have the top end speed of Brock Bowers. Not many do. Uh, but as far as hands, six foot five, a guy that's just a problem. Uh, you may not see Oscar Depp a ton, but I guarantee you, Georgia knows what they have in him. And as the season unfolds, they're going to find a way to get Oscar Depp some touches. And I think this is a young man that this is the future tight in for Georgia. Uh, Darnell, Washington, probably gone to this year. Eric Gilbert could be right. Bowers will be back another year. So. They're 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 they got some depth there, but uh don't let the young buck kind of slip under the radar. Oscar Depp, is he he was an all-American as well last year for a reason.
1: Yeah, and that was a huge pickup for Georgia adding him to that tight end room. Uh wanted to talk a little bit too about someone we talked to last night after practice, a guy that was getting all the buzz during spring and has continued to to be highly talked about. And that was Jamon Dumas Johnson. That was the first time we've had a chance to talk to Jamon to talk to Pop. Uh he he explained his uh the nickname came from his mom we'd been told that it was from all the hitting he was doing he's like no nah, that, that's something something mom called me back in the day <laughs> uh, but uh, it was really good to to listen to Jamon and just listen to the way he's approaching this fall camp I mean you know he didn't really shy away from the fact that everybody knows that there's three inside linebackers that need to be replaced three guys that wind up being you know drafting the first three rounds and from everything Jamon said, I mean, it seems like he's taken that on and taken it in stride. And, you know, I was struck a few weeks ago when we talked to Glenn Schumann. I asked him about Jamon, and, and he said, you know, he, he lived up uh, to the challenge as far as summer conditioning, about taking that really seriously. And uh, I asked Jamon about that, and he was like, I don't want to come off the field, is essentially what he said. You know, That's I don't true. want basically there be uh, my conditioning to be a reason I'm not on the field. And I think, you know, it's going to be, um, you know, a work in progress for those guys. You know, we've heard basically it's been Jamon that and even Kirby said Saturday has probably been the most consistent of those inside linebackers. Uh, but they need other guys like Tresman Marshall, Smile Munden, Xavion Sorry, some of those guys to step up to the challenge. Um, but to hear a guy like Jamon, the way he talked, the way he's really approaching things, I think that has to have you excited. I think it's, you know, not going to be a seamless transition again. He just lost three guys that got picked and I think, the first 102 picks of the draft. Uh, that's very, very difficult to replace that kind of production. Yep. Um, but but it seems like having a guy like Jamon, that's at least going to make that a little bit easier going
0: into a new year. I think I think Marshall is a guy that doesn't get enough attention. Now, he's been banged up. He's been hurt, too. He's kind of the same boat, Darnell Washington. He's got to stay healthy, but. You know, I read everything and, and and you know, we get limited amount and Jordan, you get limited amount seeing things. We only get small sample sizes, but I'm I'm telling you right now, Tresman Marshall, that's a guy that's not getting talked about enough. I feel confident that he will start. I think he's gonna be a guy for Georgia this year. And uh, watched him all the way in the state championship games when he was in high school. So you know, he's South Georgia tough, man. And and those kids are producing. And 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 I think that Tresman Marshall's a guy that certainly um can can be a a kind of a leader type guy that got to count on there another guy that's not getting enough attention um and and you know rightfully so i haven't touched on him jordan i don't think we've touched on him a ton but i i kind of heard through the radar that robert bill is a guy that's taken up a lot of leadership you know this guy's really you know nolan smith obviously is a guy that we 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 know and he's kind of that alpha mentality but robert bill's a guy that's been vocal you know, with that defense. And I think after that scrimmage last weekend, kind of the word on the street was Robert Bill got after some folks. And and that's what you want to see from, from a six year guy that's been around that chose to come back. Um, that's what you want to hear. And I think Robert Bill and Trezor Marshall are two people that probably aren't getting the early season pub that might change as the season goes on.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kirby actually brought up Robert after that scrimmage and said he had had a really good camp to that point. And, uh, Mentioned him yesterday in my practice report, uh, or it might have actually been the observation story. Had a really nice pick. Uh, They were going through different defensive drills, and uh, he was covering a wheel route. and Made a very nice interception on that play. So, again, a guy that very quietly led the team in sacks and obviously stepped up when Adam Anderson was out. Uh, You know, I think that's huge that he's coming back. Want to answer a question from Jordan Harrison, kind of related to with something else with fall camp. He asked, where is Ryan Davis in his recovery? So Ryan Davis had a leg injury last year. He had gone through the spring and had been, I think, relatively healthy. He has been working at least uh, on Thursday. He was with some of the support staff, so I, I'm not sure if it's related to that injury. Uh, we don't know what injury he's dealing with, uh, so that's one of the inside linebackers uh, that you know could factor into the mix if he can stay healthy, and that's been another issue for him as well. Uh, and, and the thing that really Thursday's practice really allowed us to kind of check in on guys who weren't able to go in that scrimmage. And I thought, all things considered, the news was pretty good as far as Georgia goes. You know, Tate Ratledge was out there. He was not wearing a non-contact jersey. Uh, so he was back and at least working some, uh, somewhat with that turf toe that he's got. Uh, you know, also, Ernest Green was out there. He was actually working with the support staff, not going through individuals. But uh, he uh, also not wearing a non-contact uh denial another receiver who we know they need these young guys to step up you know seeing him out there and at least getting some work on the field working with the support staff um you know that's also big as well uh just getting those guys healthy you know that's something that kirby talked about before camp even started back at media days he said you know that they felt good going into camp but he said that's never what really matters it's all about how you go through camp uh, make it through those 25 practices getting ready for the start of a season
0: a couple of questions here. Uh Brett, Brett asked me about Dan Jackson. I get a lot of questions about Dan Jackson. And just I think it's hard for people just to say, look, man, this guy's a walk on. Why is he starting? This guy came to Georgia from Mercer. Um, he's probably 112th out of 85 on the roster. And this guy started. This guy has started for Dan Lanning. This guy's gonna start for Glenn Schumann and Will Muschamp. So uh, you know, I think people need to move past the walk-on part. It happens. It happens. I mean, it happens everywhere. With teams, just have a pop-up, don't have a walk-on at plays. And uh, Dan Jackson's going to be a guy that's probably going to start. I would probably say every game for a while. Uh, and he's also going to play all, especially this kid that can run. I mean, it's a four, it's a high four, four kid, four five flat kid that can run. And to have him on the back end of the uh, defense for Kirby Smart tells you all you need to know. Uh, th- those are the deals where. You know, did I know Dan Jackson in high school? Didn't have a clue who Dan Jackson is. Still don't have a great eval because I've never seen him camp. I've never got a chance to watch him. But you start talking about DB guys like Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp, those guys, they can evaluate DBs. So I think with Dan Jackson kind of just relax a little bit, folks. Let this guy play. Um, you know, he may not be an NFL prospect, but, um, you know, Chris Smith's probably not a big-time NFL prospect either, but the guy's playing his ass off for Georgia, and I think people get a little bit off-topic, off, tri- off topic, I would say, like, what's this guy going to do? It, it, all that matters is what this guy's doing for Georgia on Saturdays and how productive he is. Let the NFL stuff worry about the other things. So. Uh, I think people get the walk on just really makes people nervous with Dan Jackson. And I'll ask, answer one more question. Um, people are asking about what games I think is number one tonight. I'll give you a game to watch. Obviously on paper Buford is the defending six, a champion in Georgia. I think they're the best team in seven a and they're going to play Thompson Alabama, which is a freaking powerhouse at five o'clock today. That game crazy as it sounds is not on TV. Um, Now, I will give you a game on TV that has some Georgia interest, some Georgia flavor. Today at 530 on Peachtree TV. I will be there, but you can stream it anywhere. Sakovi White is the 2024 wide receiver for Cass. And this young man is is high on Georgia's board. He's worked out for Georgia twice. They offered him on the spot after watching him. Uh, He's going to get a ton of touches a day for Cass. This is a guy that I really think I'm leaning more towards him being in the Georgia class in 2024. And tuck this name away. His name's Caden Lee. He's a 2023 wide receiver. Um, Call him Honeycomb. He's got great hair, man. He's got hair up to here. Uh, He's been at Westlake and transferred over to Kennesaw Mountain. Had a great first week last week. Oklahoma and Ole Miss are really the schools right now, I think, South Carolina with him at wide receiver. But seeing him last week told me a little something that, hey, Georgia, Georgia stays in touch with me. So this is a guy, you watch him tonight, you might see two wide receivers uh, that, that have legit Georgia interest, I would say. So uh, if you want to watch a game tonight, and then obviously the Rome-Creekside game is, the, I think it's the only game in the state, two top four teams. Um, and God willing, that thing kicks off before 930. Y'all pray for me.
1: <laughs> I know for sure. Uh, oh, have to. may have to uh... – Stay up late on that one. Maybe get you a five-hour energy, something like
0: that. I am, am for the first time in my life, and because I'm local, I am taking a coffee maker tonight. Beautiful. Not not, not ashamed to say it. I am taking a coffee maker to that press box tonight.
1: Beautifully done. Beautifully done. I want to make sure, too, before we went to break that I mentioned. Another guy that was back on Thursday was Kendall Milton, a guy that a lot of people had a lot of questions about. Uh, Kirby had told us he was dealing with a grade one hamstring, said it was nothing too severe. To that point, he was back practicing, not in a non-contact jersey, working with individuals. Obviously, you got to feel good uh, about that, having him back out there as well. So uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk a little bit more about fall camp and uh, just, again, kind of continuing that countdown until we get to that first game against Oregon.
2: Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Well, yeah, like I said before the break Saturday, Georgia's going to have their second scrimmage of fall camp. And, and Rusty, just how important is this scrimmage going to be for Georgia? You know, that last scrimmage was pretty much the first time a lot of these defenders have been able to tackle live, and that's something Kirby talked about in that moment. Uh, you know, coming off of the scrimmage, that it's kind of hard to sort of judge what the defense does in that very first scrimmage. But uh, how important is a second scrimmage at this point in fall camp? And uh, if there's anything in particular that you're really looking for or
0: wanting to hear out of it, what sort of stands out? This is the big. This is a big one because after this one, you start setting your personnel groupings. Okay, and and it, that unfortunate call or you know say, hey, look, guy, you're going to be on the scout team for a little while. You know, we got to get ready for Oregon, so. You know, all of a sudden you're 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 a third. You're running threes, and then you're not getting reps for a little while. So this is a this is a chance for people to make a move. Uh, this is not be all do all, but this is an important scrimmage. Don't don't sugarcoat this anyway. Uh, quarterback reps will be cut way down after this one. Uh, ever how they do this, you know, you start looking at that cornerback position opposite of Keely Ringo. Uh, we'll have a better feel for that. Uh, you know what freshman which freshman does this staff think okay we got to get this kid prepared for oregon now okay so we got to get him in these reps so you've had a couple of weeks you had all summer uh to do some things now it it really becomes a season focus after saturday this is a big tape i know kirby smart makes that clear to these guys and they walk on the field uh, you know, yesterday and and to, a little bit today, meetings, and then when they go to that field on Saturday, this is an important scrimmage if you want to be in that that travel roster and all those types of things. So, this is a big one, Jordan. We understand the scope of it uh, for our users and people that are members on Dogs Two Four Seven. Um, we will be, I will actually be on air when that thing comes off, but I can assure you, I will be talking with Jordan Hill at halftime. I will be getting messages and we will be comparing notes to get our stuff up together on what we've heard uh, out of the Saturday scrimmage. And really for me, you know, I kind of got answered a little bit yesterday. I wanted to see where Tate Rattledge was, um, you know, and and with the turf toe because you're talking about a large human. Now that thing can linger on you. Does Kendall Milton come back? uh, The freshman running backs, who's kind of taking a step there. You want to see a lot of things, but I think the, the guard positions uh, and then you want to see, um, that opposite corner of Keith and Ringo and maybe how much and where does Malachi Starks at early on? Because Malachi Starks is going to be involved in the game plan. But for me to say this guy's going to start game one in Mercedes-Benz, I'm not ready to say that, but he's certainly going to be a valuable piece. And I think George is preparing him to get ready for a true freshman season, and they really need that big, long, athletic, really athletic body in that deep end.
1: Yeah, with Malika, I mean, the few times we get, obviously, to watch practice, and it amounts to about 10, 15 minutes. You hear his name, and, and you They're know,
0: I mean. They're coaching him hard.
1: Yeah, and, and I think you made a very good point after that first scrimmage on our board saying that there's going to be growing pains because, hey, sure. man, this guy was playing high school football this time last year. I playing, think not,
0: of, and, not, and not playing a ton of defense. Oh, by the way, he was hurt, too, last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go in that, Jordan far and he got banged up a little bit to spring i mean so he's had limited physical reps you can give somebody all the mental reps in the world but those physical reps with kirby smart fran brand and will muschamp breathing down your neck every rep saying what are you doing why'd you do this that's a that's part of the process
1: yeah and let me tell you too you can hear will muschamp if you're on that defensive side and especially again going back to when you were talking about dan jackson yeah. These guys know how to coach the the sure. secondary. They know sure. how to get guys in position and know when they've got guys they can count on.
0: Sure. I trust their evals. Now, Georgia doesn't get all of them, but if Georgia offers a DB, especially after he works out, um, you know, for I just step aside and say, look, they this guy the what Georgia's done, evals with DBs, I trust it. And uh you take a guy like Chris Peel out of Charlotte, I know he's a major target for Georgia. The industry's kind of mixed on him a little bit. I would lean with that George Bow for me and say, this is a guy. I mean, they really, really want him as a corner and um, we'll see if they get him, but they've worked him out. Uh, they know what they've got, if they can get him. So that, I've kind of taken that policy with, the, especially with Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart involved in DBs. I think they got a great, great kind of uh, feel on what they're looking for.
1: Russ, you hit on most of the positions to me that I'm really intrigued about Uh, when it comes to the second scrimmage, what I want to hear and and what I want to try to see. And hopefully, fingers crossed, what we get to watch, probably them stretching before they start that scrimmage. But uh, the only other position that really comes to mind to me or that I'm really intrigued by is defensive line and really more specifically defensive end. You know, Because coming off that first scrimmage, you could kind of tell Kirby was a little bit disappointed in in the inability to get after the quarterbacks. You know, he talked about the defensive line kind of needing to step up. And, you know, I think, you know, Jalen Carter, we know what he is, we know what he's capable of. I feel pretty confident Zion Logue is that guy that's gonna be beside him, but it's sort of that defensive end position where, you know, they've moved to Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, who, you know, isn't necessarily a natural defensive end. And you know, watching a little bit of, of Thursday's practice, obviously, in Michael Williams, Trammell Walthour. Uh, those guys seem like it's still, um, you know, a very big opportunity for them. And again, going into that second scrimmage, very intrigued to see what that end position looks like. Because, you know, as good as we know Jalen Carter is, and, you know, I think all the hype is warranted and True. all the talk about what he can be. But he's not going to be able to do it alone they're going to need guys around him to step up and that to me that in position is going to be crucial
0: those guys count on each other last year jordan davis created the ability to have a lot of one-on-ones on the outside uh, jordan davis created a lot of ability to allow Nickobe dean and those guys to blitz knowing it was going to be one-on-one with the guard uh, when they got there one-on-one with the running back so georgia needs those guys to schematically help themselves, but Jalen Carter is a top five draft pick. I'll, I'll say it. I mean, he is, this guy is different now. I mean, this guy is, this guy is, he, he is special. And, um, you know, I said it last year and I was kind of, I actually was wrong. I thought he'd be the first player drafted out of all those guys. Where Trayvon Walker went number one, so nobody's beating him. Uh, but Jalen Carter as a defensive lineman, I looked at the odds uh, the other day. You know, if there's a team that winds up, say say Jacksonville winds up with a number one again, they don't need a quarterback. There's an opportunity. You know, they've taken Trayvon Walker. Maybe they don't take a Will Anderson. There's an outside chance if somebody needs an interior guy that Jalen Carter could make a move. And it's hard to go over a quarterback. But uh, if somebody that gets one, say Chicago, because Chicago's roster is terrible. I mean, it's terrible. It's the only game in the whole season the Falcons are favored right now. <laughs> They're not going to draft a quarterback. So could Jalen Carter wind up being a guy for the Bears? You know, so this guy's got a chance, man. But I feel certain right now, talking to everybody, this guy goes in the top in the top five right now. He is a different dude.
1: I think somebody may wind up being really lucky because it feels like this 2023 draft is going to be quarterback heavy and also <laughs> several teams that are going to need quarterbacks. So someone who picks fourth, fifth, sixth, hell, they may wind up getting the best player of the whole group.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So. Um, I think, um, as Jordan, Jordan talks about Tennessee missed out on a couple of players right there, our little producer, but, uh, yeah, when you look at, when you look at what, what, uh, Chicago could be, could be an opportunity. So I want to answer one more question to you right, while we're on this Jordan Harris, yes. asked, uh, when's the next commitment or upcoming commitment date. So without giving too much, because I always kind of treat this, uh, as a parent, what I want to say, I have talked to, uh, a major target for Georgia. And I think he is getting ready at some point to make his decision to go public. And that, that person would be in a 2023 class, but right now it, there's no set date and, um, and nobody's going to be pissed off about this one. I can assure you. I'm is It's not a kicker, or a punter. So don't, don't start the message boards. I don't want to get, it's not a perfect Friday for me, but you know, there's a couple of guys I think that that, that could make decisions here the next two to three weeks. Uh, again, this is all new to me too. We're all learning with these kids, uh, th- these players now, uh, some are coming public, some are not, uh, and those types of things. So, um, I feel certain George is going to end up still with a really, really, really good class. You just kind of want to see where they're going to go. To me, with, with the running backs, where, where are they going to go with that um, for this particular class? All those things will be answered uh, in time. And I did say last night on a on a recruiting chat on the on the Dogs two four seven site. I do those recruiting chats. Try to at least once a week. A little ask Rusky, and uh, I, you know, look. We, we're always going to talk about Justice Haynes because that was just one of the biggest shockers ever. But I will say, on the other end, I feel very, very confident in Dell Mcgee, and I feel like Georgia is always going to have productive running backs um, at the University of Georgia. I'm also very confident this is a passing world now, so you got to get out there and get those wide receivers. You see what's getting drafted in the first round? It's not running backs; it's wide receivers, and that's the difference. in 2015 and 2022. You got to have them three or four dudes on the edge that are making plays that are game changers. Uh, but I do feel certain no matter what point, portion of the season game, that Georgia is going to have productive running backs.
1: No doubt about it. I mean, that's just been sort of the tradition. And even especially since this staff has got on, Dale McGee has continued to find uh-huh. guys, yep. that knows what he's looking for. Uh, before we get out of here, Rusty, again, kind of going back to the Georgia High School scene. Uh, is there anyone in particular you're really interested in seeing out of this first week, whether it's a player uh, that intrigues you, or even some of these matchups that you've talked about uh, games or players that you're really interested in, in hearing a little bit more about after this week?
0: Well, I think the buzz after Wednesday night was the court, the kale quarterback. And look, yes, I did know some about him. Um, obviously I know the baseball side of that with him. Uh, but when you watch him, and you watch what he plays, his name is Bryce Clavin. He is a 2024 quarterback. He moved from Dutchtown to Kale High School. He was committed to Oklahoma in baseball, and he backed off a month ago. Everybody I talked to, everybody I talked to, outside of that circle for him, says he is a top five baseball pick. He is a freaky shortstop. I I actually went and watched some of his stuff on his Twitter, and you want to talk about making some plays in the hole up the middle. And this kid is special. Now, I will say this, that they assured me that he is legit interest in football. He's going to get the Justin Fields comparisons. And I'll tell you why. Because he plays two sports. He's in Cobb County. And he's wearing number one. Now, you know, I, I, people were texting me Wednesday night. Oh, my God, this is Justin Fields. This guy's crazy. How good is this guy? So, you know, I'm real cautious because we got a small sample with him but if you want to know a name that that a lot of eyes now will be on and is does he really want to play football because i know his heart is probably in it but there's going to be a couple of commas in this in, a, in this baseball draft at some point he's going to have to make a decision on it uh you know i'm just excited that the you know we got another guy another quarterback pop up in the state get a chance to cover him he's not quite as big as Justin Fields so that, that that's where i i kind of want to back it off And when you, when you see Justin in person you know this is a 6'3 220 pound man he's not that big I mean he kind of looks like a that Kyler Murray Bill you know he's a 5'10 and a half 5'11 guy but he is very athletic he's got a great arm and um, true true dual threat so that's a guy that, that I think a lot of people are going to be interested in to watch uh, as the season goes on and what's his future like and what decisions he has to make
1: yeah, definitely gonna be something to watch. And I couldn't help but think of Kyler Murray, you know. Uh that's, with kinda, the,
0: that's kinda, yep. hmm
1: And especially the maybe uh, Billy Bean over there with the athletics is gonna get a get a feel for this guy, be watching out for him. Well, so,
0: he's a yeah. top five pick now. I talked to a lot of people and they say this guy he moved to Kale because East Cobb is directly, I mean, it is in the parking lot of Kale High School. So he plays for the East Cobb Astros, plays for the number one team. I mean, this guy, this guy's a true two sport. Uh, athlete
1: if you're from the state of georgia you know east cop baseball is no, no joke that no is doubt. that is top of the line no doubt well, all right well we're gonna get out of here i know rusty's got a busy day ahead he may go take a nap before this thing it's gets gets kicked late. off
0: it's too late hey i'll tell you this uh appreciate all the kind words all the text messages everything for everybody's tuned in uh and yes i do i do look a hell of a lot better with makeup on tv so i, I got that message the other day and i appreciate that uh for probably one of our subscribers so a lot of games to we'll start 2 30 today um and we'll, we'll have games all night all weekend uh from the george from mercedes-benz on saturday ton ton of georgia uh targets there so look forward to it man it's always fun but i'm gonna need some prayers from you guys on this one <laughs> we're gonna be watching and uh we'll be tuned in supporting you all the way rusty thank you thank
1: you I- So on that note, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate Rusty taking some time to hop on. Appreciate everybody watching and listening. Make sure and subscribe. Tell all your friends about it. Uh, Let them know about the podcast. So we'll get out of here on that. For Rusty Mansell, I am Jordan Hill. Until next time, take care.